I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. HD you are listening to a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. On 13th August 2020, a tweet from a government handle listed 11 transactions which will have to be reported to the taxman. This caused a social media storm, with accusations flying about the increasing burden on the already harassed honest Indian taxpayer. The tweet was pulled up, but there's a story behind this. This is a special series of Money with Monica, in which I'm decoding policy, events and trends during the corona crisis. Anything to do with taxes causes an uproar. And the August 13th tweet was no different. It did its job. Edits were written, tweets went viral, the usual social media drama. And then the tweet is pulled out. What are the facts here? The facts are that the tweet listed 11 transactions that need to be reported to the taxman. These transactions are spending more than a lakh on education or donation to educational institutions, 20,000 rupees or more on hotel bills, 50,000 rupees or more on a life insurance policy, and spending a lakh or more on jewelry, gadgets, devices. There are 11 items which you can see on your screen now, which were listed. The facts are that it is not the taxpayer who has to make this disclosure. It is the firm, the person with whom the transaction is being done, has to make this disclosure. So this means banks, mutual funds, insurance companies, hotels, dwellers, educational institutions, travel agents, they will have to disclose the name, the PAN number, other details of people who are making purchases above a certain threshold. Already these disclosures are made by banks and mutual funds and other institutions to the tax department when certain threshold of transactions are met. So this is an existing provision. They're just expanding the list of transactions. The burden is not on the taxpayer. The burden of compliance is on the firms with whom the transactions are being made. So the uproar seems a little bit misplaced here. What does the government want to do with this data? When you open your tax filing form this year, you'll see in the first half of the form, a new box. People who are existing taxpayers and filers of return don't need to bother with that. It is aimed at people who claim that their annual income is less than two and a half lakh rupees, which means around 20,000 rupees a month, but have made expenditure, have spent one lakh rupees in a year on an electricity bill, have spent two lakh or more on foreign travel, either on themselves or somebody else, and have had a balance of one crore in a current account. The tax department just wants to know who you are and why is your expenditure so much ahead of the income that you claim you have so that you have not even filed a tax return. It is only a disclosure. They're not asking anybody to pay taxes yet. 
the government is only asking you to disclose and to file the return if you have made these three spends. It does boggle the mind. People who claim they have no income yet spend on big cars, foreign holidays, gadgets. We see them around us paying with bags of cash. While we use our card and make our small purchases, the tax evaders have masses of cash and use that to pay. But they have consistently evaded the tax net. Indians don't really like to pay taxes. In a country of 1.3 billion people, there are about 15 million who pay taxes and a very small percentage actually pays the tax that is due. Citizens take it as a badge of honor to say that we don't like to pay taxes to the government because you know what, the government really doesn't do anything. They mock at others who actually do pay taxes. What the government is trying to do now, and remember, sequentially governments across time have tried to get Indians to pay taxes and have failed. Now using technology, big data, and the crucial Pan-Aadhaar link, the government is going to be able to identify people with spends far larger than their disclosed income. And they will simply ask the question, from where are you getting the money? You, we should look at it as a sort of a tightening of the noose around people who have historically not paid taxes and now will be forced to do so. That's very well, but everybody does have concerns about the taxman overreaching and using all of this data disclosure to harass the honest taxpayer. This is where the faceless assessment comes in. Technology, again, is being used to anonymize data, which means the person filing the return doesn't know who the assessing officer in the income tax department is. The income tax officer does not know the identity of the taxpayer. So there is a wall of technology between the assessee and the assessor to prevent the misuse by the income tax officer or officials to harass and to uh, get people to pay their way out of a tight situation. There are obvious exceptions to this. Things like obvious tax evasion, items under the Black Money Act and Benami Transactions Act will not be covered under the faceless assessment. The direction from the government seems to be clear that the honest taxpayer is not to be harassed, but the tax evader better, better watch out because they're coming after you. We'll have to see how this plays out over the next few months. But the question that some of us also think about is this, that why is it so important for the government to collect tax revenue? What does it do with it? A government can only spend the money that it collects on taxes and it collects through direct taxes and indirect taxes. Indirect taxes is now the goods and services tax. Direct taxes is made up of corporate taxes and personal income taxes. Every developed country in the world with very high per capita incomes of 30, 40, 50, 60,000 dollars a year have ha have very high personal income tax to GDP ratios, which, mean, which means that people, individuals pay income tax. Compliance is very high. The Indian story is of 2,000 dollars per capita income and our personal income tax to tax GDP ratio is very small. You can see the data on your screen. Government needs the revenue to spend on education, health, infrastructure, social security. 
Unless more Indians pay income tax, we will remain in the low equilibrium of low income, low state financial capacity and lower growth. It is to be seen whether the ingenuous Indian non-taxpayer finds a way out of this or does the government using this big data and technology is going to succeed. That's all that I have for you today. Do come back for more. And keep writing in to me at moneywithmonica.com. Till next time, stay healthy and stay wealthy. This was a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.